Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met. Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, well, well. All right, well, Crystal, you and I were talking before him, and I'm telling you, I'm trying to scar something down right before the show because I hadn't eaten yet. So I'm taking a – I'm like – as the intro is winding down, I take a chance on one last bite. And, of course, it gets like one of those hard-to-chew bites, and I'm coughing and stuff. So <laughs> opening up the show with me, like, hacking all over my microphone, that's the kind of professionalism I bring to the table right here every week at ddpradio.com. So I'm going to start this over. <laughs> all right, ready? Down now, DDP Radio. Down now, that's the end, close of the intro, and here we go. <laughs> Well, well, well. Hello, my friends. It is another brand new episode of DDP Radio Live right here at ddpradio.com. As always, my name is Mike Mullins, broadcasting live from the DDP Radio Megaplex right here in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. Usually I take the time to run up all the stairs, but I don't got time for that because my mouth is full. I'm trying to clear off the rice from my teeth. So I'm just going to mind warp myself all the way to the top of the DDP Radio Mega Tower. And I look to the Great White North, and there's a red dot. And that red dot is a light. And that light grows, and it grows stronger. And it grows stronger. And in the distance, Crystal appears on the mountaintop, her cape blowing in the distance, blowing behind her. And she gives the call. The Canadian sign of radio mega powers combining and blasting out into the universe where DDP radio reigns supreme. Crystal, how are you? <laughs> That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And wait a minute, I got a cape? When did I get a cape? I create the world inside of my head and then I can just add oh, I, see. I want to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so With the parking spot. <laughs> exactly. Hold on a sec. I got a my 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 wife Scarlett Johansson just came in to ask me a question. I'll talk to you later, hon. <laughs> um, well, it's very rare that things fly off the handle this soon into the show, so that should be a sign that we're gonna have a good time tonight because I know for yep. a fact that you've been hard at work up in your castle. 
up on your cabin on the top of the mountain, on top of the mountain, on top of the mountain, on top of Mount Ontario, which doesn't exist. But I know that you've brought us a return guest, and we love to feature the DDPY Warrior of the Week. But yep. we don't just send them off and never to be heard from again. We like to follow up with people, see how they're doing, seeing how things are going. So those Warriors of the Week that are crushing it, after a while, I'm thinking, you know, what happened to so-and-so? What happened to so-and-so? And that's why we provide updates. And you go into the archives, and you find the coolest stories, the best stories, the most inspiring stories, and you bring them back for another round. And I know that you've got us somebody special to come back and chat with us here tonight. So, Crystal, you do all the yep. hard work in booking the guests. I'm going to have you do the intro because I know that you know what's up. So bring on our return guest here tonight. Sure. So, um... Wow, what a day it has been. We hope everyone is safe. That's first and foremost because, wow, things are just crazy. Um, Tonight on DDP Radio, we update the journey of an amazing friend and an amazing warrior, Scott Anderson. There has never been a promise that any of our journeys are going to be ease-filled or cakewalk. Still eating his cake while we're on the air. Um, it is fighting and always getting back up that builds a warrior. We all know that. But it takes a special person to actually do it. Knowing and doing are two totally different things. Tonight we touch base with just that, a warrior and a friend. So please welcome our friend back to the show um, and this week's Warrior of the Week, my friend, Scott Anderson. Good evening, you do, and a good evening, especially to you, Colin Jost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would that be me? Am I, am I Jost? Yes, yes. Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I thought you were talking about my weekend update skills, so. That too, that too. All right. Well, uh, in my in my in my delusional world, uh, Colin Jost doesn't exist. So uh, Scarlett is <laughs> is just is it's me and Scarlett now. So <laughs> how are you, man? Thank you for coming back. Oh no, it's my pleasure, and I'm doing well. Um, uh, greeting you folks this evening from beautiful Tampa, Florida. Hmm. Oh man, you're in Florida right now. You, you live down there? No, no, I'm from St. Louis, uh, but. You know, we'll get into why I'm in Tampa later, but um, yeah, I flew down here a couple of weeks ago with no idea that there was going to be, um, you know, anything like Hurricane Ian on the horizon, and, and we went from 95 and muggy as hell to suddenly uh, 60 to 80 mile per hour sustained winds and upwards of I think they're projecting, yeah, they're projecting somewhere around a foot of rain, if not more. Wow. Yeah, oh, yeah. My, my, my my best friend's in Tampa, and I've been getting the updates for him, and it's, it's pretty scary. And what a time to go away on vacation, right? Yeah, vacation you call it, a vacation it is. Um, and, yeah, it's <laughs> been quite an adventure. We've been stepping outside every so often just to, you know, take it in. And then uh, and then we have to come back in because we're drenched, and by the time our clothes are dry, we go, want to go right back out again. <laughs> wow. Not so far, you have though. power Not right far. now? Right now you we do. Power? They've been flickering on and off quite a bit. The power is still on where I'm at, yes. 
If we happen to lose you, we'll, we'll know what it's for and make sure you touch back back with us and let us know you're okay before uh, yep. before it's all said and done. So um, we, I'll, I'll, I know that uh, sometimes that can be iffy. So if we lose you, we'll we'll uh, we'll have to figure something out. But uh, thanks for t- uh, touching base with us in uh, the most extreme of situations. I guess this is like extreme podcasting or something. Um, I'm going to take credit <laughs> yeah. for being part of the extreme without taking any risks whatsoever. So uh, you're going to be the extreme <laughs> part. Feel free. All right. Well, so, okay, last time we talked to you uh, a little while ago, I know if you guys want to hear Scott's full story, go back to the archives on ddpradio.com uh, and listen to the full show. But for those people just tuning in for the first time, uh, you want to catch us up real quick and, and give us a quick synopsis of your, uh, what brought you to DDPY, and then we'll kind of move into uh, what you've been up to since. Yes, yeah, that'd be great. Um, and I'll try to make it, you know, the history lesson a little bit more brief. And, and I've actually been on a couple of times before, so that's a long history. And, um, yeah, um, it began, I'll just say in a nutshell, I played a lot of sports for a very long time, really was hard on my body, Dallas, you know, type of, you know, situation where, you know, doing what we love definitely takes a toll on you. And then uh, in 2015, it was discovered that a ruptured disc in my uh, lumb- uh, my thoracic vertebrae had ruptured. And in some freak of, of nature, it did not rupture like most away from the spinal cord. It ruptured towards my spinal cord. And it took oh. quite a while to diagnose it properly. So before I knew it, in about five months of uh, going from doctor to doctor, it was discovered that I was slowly using the the use of my legs, and we had an emergency surgery hoping to at least maintain some use of my legs on the other side of it. They were successful. I was not a complete paralysis, but 30 to 40% use is what they projected, and we went from there. started physical therapy and I've been doing DDPY a little while before that because obviously a disc doesn't just rupture. I'd had a lot of uh, pain and stuff and, and I maybe started DDPY in uh, like 2013 and it kept me in the game for three years but eventually you know age and and time do take their toll. So I had the, the surgery, a major discectomy is what they called it and uh, tried to remove the debris and it was successful and I went on my my journey of first physical therapy and then proceeded on with you know the the journey of trying to figure out you know what am I going to do with my life at this point in time I was able to keep working for a few years but along the journey to try to get back on my feet you know little things happen like you know some ulcers from all the medications were on in 2016 and 17 it was a I broke my wrist because I was determined to get up and, and walk, and I was probably a little, you know, get up out of my chair into the walker and then a walker into a cane, and I broke my wrist on a fall on one of those attempts. So that throws you back a little bit. Was that's Crystal's introduction going, talk about falling down and getting up. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, oh, and I had, and I had a knee replacement in 2015 um, so that, Hopefully, when I was going to learn to get back on my feet, my knee would be healthy enough to to hold my weight. And uh, long story short, I ended up with a staph infection, which kind of cost me the entire year of 2018. Ended up having to retire in 19, 
gave me the opportunity to do some traveling, see my daughter get married, walk her down the aisle, literally. And uh, then 2020 came, and then there was COVID. And it was just kind of one of those journeys that uh, ultimately I was able to get up on my feet and uh, attempt walking. And that was the story of how I came to know Crystal and how I came to know you through somebody uh, giving me, Michael Geelan gave me the advice to join the Facebook group because, you know, there may be people on the DDPY Facebook group that may suffer from neurological or as mine was uh, uh, categorized as a catastrophic um, spinal cord injury. Maybe there's somebody else out there. And, and I know a lot of those people have touched me and I hopefully I've touched a couple of those people along the way. And that was how I got to know about you guys. Wow. Let's pop you. Know, <laughs> I, so I, I, I see, you know, Crystal mentioned, you know, you, you put, you're great and bring back up, the, you know, and keep getting back up, keep getting back up. You know, you're a great example of, you know, the first time we had you on, you're in a place and then, you know, you kind of get hit with something and then you come on again and you, you're kind of on the swing back from that. And it's so important to remember so many in these life changing stories, they, they, they talk about like victory way too soon. They, they lost weight. They've overcome something and well, this is my story and here it is, but it kind of doesn't prepare you for, the next thing or the next thing, which we all have, hopefully not as bad as, as a spinal thing like that. That's atrocious. That's, that's horrible. But everyone's going to have their things that kind of kind of knock the, the wind out of their sails a little bit. And you're such a great example of somebody who keeps climbing back. You know, uh, a few of those things that you mentioned would be just a, it would knock someone down for good. It's, I mean, those are the type of injuries in serious situations that'll just knock someone out of the game. And despite that, you keep fighting and you keep coming back. And every time we talk to you, you're, you're, you're just coming back again. You're the comeback kid. You're the DDPY comeback kid. And, and I think that's pretty special and inspiring for people to hear who aren't necessarily prepared for a, a fall. You know, we talk a lot about wins and, and victories, but, it's, it's kind of hard when you expect things to be great and then, you know, life brings you to your knees for a minute. Uh, yeah. And well, and, and for a minute being an understatement sometimes, but yeah. And in, in the journey came a lot of victories which were really um, satisfying, you know, you know, even though, you know, there was a, a, a loss, the victories became even more satisfying and as I, you know, passed each uh, hurdle and went on from the wheelchair to the walker, from the walker to the cane, to ultimately doing my best to, you know, to navigate, you know, just on my own two feet, you know, that became very satisfactory. But, yeah, again, you know, there's always that hurdle that you, you know, I don't know of many people in this program, even, you know, the champions that don't face that down the road after they've been, you know, the, you know, the ultimately unstoppable champion one year. And then they get honest with us and they say, yeah, I've kind of really kind of had a fall. And then, you know, I've been blessed enough to have been able to attend a, a couple of summits down at the performance center. And you see them down there, whether they're in the best shape of their life or they put back on weight 
or they haven't really even been doing the program for a while, they, you know, they get that, you know, ultimate motivation to make it to Smyrna one way or the other to share, you know, what we call in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, um, our experience, strength, and hope. Absolutely. And I mean, I think, I think one of the biggest things that I admire about our friendship is, you know, we all fall on our ass, but we all recognize that we can't get on our feet until we get off our ass. So there is, we all have an ingrained kind of thing to fight. We we're just preconditioned to fight and and not remain stuck where we are. It, well, absolutely. I mean, that's I guess why they call us warriors. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And, well, I mean, and, oh, go ahead, Scott. I'm sorry. No, no, please go. I insist. <laughs> oh, well, well, and I think one of the biggest challenges after, you know, the years go by and you start looking back at your, you know, your, you know, where you've stumbled, where you fell and how you got back up again is, is to recognize what may be the root cause of the initial stumble and learn from that mistake so that you don't make it again in the future. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, that's. Oh, sorry. I got a horrible laugh no. here, and then I end up feeling guilty because, like, I'll uh, Crystal will be talking, and then I'll just interrupt her in the middle of her sentence because <laughs> of the lag, and then I look like the biggest jerk on ever <laughs> on this show. Because, okay. but um, I, I was just saying, uh, Scott, like, you know, it's it's such a you know fight or flight. You know, it's it's a whole you know mechanism, the physiological and biological, and. Uh, I think it's more psychological, uh, too. And, you, you know, we could, you know, our, they say that you have to fight sometimes, which I think is true. But also, yeah. I'm more than capable of just giving up and dying. Like, I'm just, I'm the kind of person that, like, once motivation and once my will really bottoms out to the point of, like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do here, I'm fine with being in give up mode and I have to really kind of focus and, and force myself to kind of get up and fight sometimes it's not always easy and in some of the injuries you've described yourself you know it would be probably be a lot easier for you sometimes to just be like you know what I'm going to stay in the chair I'm not going to fight I'm not going to fight to walk my daughter down the wedding it would be a, a, a tragedy but Sometimes when you're really getting knocked down a lot, it, it kind of the will kind of leaves after a while, and it's not as natural. And you get to a point where you realize, if I really want this, I'm gonna have to fight for it. It's not gonna happen mm-hmm. for me. I'm gonna have to force myself to get up and do this because, yeah, I'm sorry, giving up is easy. It is fighting is hard. Well, yeah, and you know, and you have to get up and brush yourself up and start from the the very beginning, you know, in some cases. And, you know, today, this afternoon, while we had some downtime down here, obviously, um, I was going back over my SmackDown goals, you know, from, you know, where I first set them many years ago. And, you know, said, how am I going to move forward, you know, with a new set of goals? And I was, like, really studying the SmackDown goals and, uh, and going over them. And I was like, well, 
first of all, you know, why did it, you know, do I, do I ever feel discouraged? And what is it, what's my mindset that, it, and, I, and I was doing some real meditation on it. And I realized that one of my biggest um, attributing factors to any time I've slipped and fallen, obviously besides literally slipping and falling, is that, you know, I found it where I'm constantly, you know, comparing myself, getting on the, the Facebook page, watching these stories on, you know, the, uh, the DDPY app, and constantly comparing myself either to the, you know, the old me or, in some cases, the other you guys, and not setting my SmackDown goals properly to make them, you know, fit some of those categories. And I'm going through there going, Oh yeah, I can I can do the you know the you know, make them measurable and and I can write it down and I can own it, but are they achievable? Are they compatible? You know, can I keep going? And I started realizing that some of these comparisons that I was constantly doing to either the athlete Scott, you know, where I you know played sports well past into my twenties, and um, then there was. You know, are they compatible with where I'm at right now? You know, in my and, and comparing myself to others constantly was, you know, because like I said, I, I, you know, hit a hurdle, I would jump over it, and I would, figuratively speaking, and then I would, you know, move on to the next one, walking, and then, you know, wanted, getting down and wanting to do uh, classes down at the performance center with all of those incredibly talented warriors. And, uh, you know, when you catch yourself comparing yourself to, some of the incredible people that you meet in this, uh, in this group and you find yourself trying to maybe overdo it or you start trying to take on something like one of those hundred day challenges when you're not really ready or in mm-hmm. my case recently has been, I took on this past year trying to, you know, we didn't hire a lawn service this year. So I, my, my SmackDown challenge was I was going to do my own lawn maintenance, you know, weed eating, uh, mowing, trimming, um, you know, weeds, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I found myself in a position where were they achievable? That goal for me at that point in time was not achievable more than likely. And, you know, th- then you go to the uh, compatible part and there's what changes you're going to have to make about your lifestyle to get you to that goal well, honestly, it would have been, you know, learning how to walk, you know, maybe run. And that wasn't, that wasn't realistic. So, you know, I, I had to go back and start over so many things after the summer because I found myself, and I'm hoping I reach a couple of warriors out there that, you know, find themselves, in, especially after, you know, COVID and things like that, where we're, I think we're all kind of mentally fragile anyway and eager to get back out into the world after they finally lifted the restrictions that I was so gung-ho that, you know, once I, once I failed and I find myself maybe not able to achieve this goal, at least in a safe manner, I kind of got depressed and got started getting anxious and got real fearful about what if I hurt myself and what if, and the what if call-in center just kicked in in full force. Hmm. I mean, I understand. I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> no, go for it, please. No, I understand this 100%, Scott, because 
I myself has come to the realization, and I mean, I think COVID has done this for a lot of us who chronically maybe overthink, which is me, um, that my body isn't what it once was, and it probably never will. I mean, it's been a bit of a mind hurdle for me to fully admit and come to terms that my body is broken. My body is broken, and there's nothing I can do about it. But what's not broken and what is the hardest part of the equation isn't the body at all. It's my brain. And my brain is overthinking and convincing myself that I can do, you know, X, Y. Well, I can't do X, Y, and Z anymore because, you know, MS has taken that. So it's a juggle. So I understand it's really important for me to, to listen to you talk because I see myself in you a lot. And right, I... I think one of the biggest things that I have come to terms with, especially over COVID, is, yep, I'm not willing to jump on my pity train and run it into the side of a mountain like everybody else is. I'm not willing to have people jump on my train and be content with a train crash. I I just can't do that. I need to find... Um, the journey of me, and I see that through you. Well, yeah, I, I appreciate that, Mike. Mike, did you have something you wanted to add? Oh no, I, I mean, Crystal. I mean, I, I know that you know all the things you've gone through in the past couple of years, and you know you keep you keep fighting, and you keep you know you keep despite your things being taken away from you physically, and you know sometimes mentally, uh, you're never afraid to adapt your goals. And, and, and that's kind of what I was going to try to say is, is I really appreciated the way you guys put that, you know, when we're young, we're often kind of conditioned to, you know, what's all the things on TV, childhood goal, childhood dreams. I wanted to do this my whole life. That's not practical. And it's not a good thing. If you are, if you commit yourself to something in childhood and you will not allow yourself to change or, or go off the path, until you reach it, that's like, I mean, I'd be a Ninja Turtle right now if that was my deal. You know, that's what I wanted when I was a kid. And I think it's really great to have a goal. And I think there's a really a great, a lot of power in visiting with it and analyzing it and asking, is it still what I want? Is this possible? Because I think there's a lot more strength in achieving an achievable goal than never achieving an unachievable goal. And to be able to touch back in regularly with your goals or your dreams and say, is this practical? Is this what I want? Is this still what I you know, think is best for me? Because I've changed a lot in the past five years, and I know, let alone my childhood dreams. I think it's a good thing to change your path, to change your course, if that's what suits you at this moment. And I love that you guys, you know, are also willing to do that. I love that you are able to say, this is what I wanted. Things are different. This is what I want and how I'm going to achieve it now. I think that's a really responsible thing to do. And I mean, I think at the end of the day, I mean, fail is just an acronym for first attempt in learning. That's, you know, 
That's what it says on my wall. I don't know what it means on everybody else's, but I'm just not willing to resign myself to failing. Right. Well, and, and I think the key phrase in it, it, what's on everybody else's wall is of no concern to me. Right. Yes. Right. And, Good point. Good point. So, you know, and, and just rereading the, you know, the part about the achievable part, you know, that just, you know, we're, Dallas literally says, are these goals realistic and doable? And, right. um, you know, and he finishes it with in the immediate timetable that you've set for yourself. And, and I go back to the first summit I ever attended where I was just so awestruck by all of these people. And, you know, I signed up for all the classes that I could possibly sign up for because I wanted to learn from Dallas and I wanted to learn from Hayden and I wanted to learn from Pat and Garrett and, and then Aranitra and Christina, I was just so, you know, awestruck that I found myself within a half a day way in over my head and, and, and just paddling for, you know, for safety. And I didn't learn from that. You know, I, I was sore. I wasn't able to complete all of the courses or the classes I signed up for, but, you know, I went back to St. Louis and, and, and set some other goals you know, at the time, but it was kind of disheartening to realize that I wasn't able to hang with the, you know, with the, you know, the true champions, you know, that were invited down there. And I didn't really have time to process all that then because almost instantaneously, like two months later, I'm on my way to Bermuda for the wedding of my daughter and, you know, and, and things just kept flying through the, you know, through the years. And then I was invited back again this year. And I was with the same group of people and, and many new warriors. And it was, again, something where I had to temper my expectations this time. But even small goals that I had set for myself, like I desperately wanted to finally see Yoga Doc play with Iron Mullet at one of the mm-hmm. local clubs. And, you know, and then I had, I had chucked my, uh, my walker and my canes back at the hotel because I had to use a walker to get through the airport. But it was one of those things where, you know, just trying to just hang with the young people for a while and, you know, and moseying around a very crowded club when I've only got, you know, I'm, I'm maybe 50% confident of my ability to walk at this point after taking class after class that I'm like going, I really don't feel like I belong here. And that was the most disheartening feeling that I've had in a very, very long time is that my comparison and wanting to compete with the, the greatest of the great that was that goal achievable was it realistic no it wasn't it was like you know the first year when i took the 100 push-up challenge i could barely do a girl push-up at the time and no offense crystal and to all the other no offense none taken yeah thank you but you know why am i doing a 100 push-up challenge when i'm still struggling to get my body to be able to do you know a plank and you know this is where you know kind of the summer unraveled this trying to do my yard and trying to just setting unrealistic goals for the time frame because, you know, grass doesn't wait for me to reset my goals. And I started finding myself kind of spiraling until, you know, I was doing it, but I wasn't enjoying it. I was able to complete doing the yard work, but I'd come in and have to be a vegetable for six hours. And I started realizing deep down in my heart that, maybe I needed to take a look at this disability again with a different set of lenses 
and uh, and try to you know regroup to a different set of goals and a different set of aspirations. And by this point, you know, it's kind of the anxiety and depression had already taken over. And, uh, you know, I really didn't know what to do with all that. And suddenly this lush green yard just became gray. I was no longer enjoying it. All the flowers I had planted no longer seemed colorful. They seemed like a burden. I don't know if either of you have ever felt like that. Yep. That's that's, that's, that's really interesting. Um, you know, I think there's more people that go through something similar in that, that you, um, you uh, ever know, you know, I've, I've told this story many times on, on the show. Um, a few years ago, uh, I had a really bad health scare. Uh, I was in the hospital for a couple of weeks. Um, I gained, after that, I gained an exorbitant amount of weight, like, 200 pounds in like six months. It was a very dangerous amount of weight in a very short amount of time and very serious health stuff. And at the time I was crushing it. Like when I started gaining weight, I was crushing it. And I really noticed that a lot of my time in DDPY, less of it became about the mat and the workout and more became, how can I put this picture up to show them how good I am? Hey, maybe I'll put the. I I was getting more of a dry, more of a rush, being out there as you know, posting vanity shots and all this stuff than I was actually caring about my health or getting on the mat. And I think that was uh, relate. I related that, and I ended, I think that was a big part of my falling off. And and this and I've lost 185 pounds of that down. You know, in the past year and a half, two years since then, and I'm almost you know close to where I was again. And I got to be honest, I'm all for people posting on the page. I'm all for people going out there sharing on the stories. And, and I think that's great, but I needed to kind of reel myself in and I had to get off social media. I hate social media. It really is just a terrible thing to me. I don't like, it makes me angry. It makes me bitter. I, I don't, I don't have an Instagram. I don't have a, I barely do. I Twitter and all that stuff. I just, I kind of ditched it because it was making me unhappy. And I started to just do it for me again. You know, I didn't need an audience to perform it in front of. I kind of needed to get back to basics. So I didn't really tell anyone about losing the weight again. And I think it's an awesome thing to share. And I think it's awesome. But for me, it really affected how I did things and the reasons why I did them. And I suddenly realized that, it wasn't making me happy anymore to be that guy. It wasn't making me fulfilled. I was trying to hang with the people for the wrong reasons. I was trying to be out there for the wrong reasons. And in that moment, I had to get back to basics and realize it's not about this. It's about me and it's about my health and it's about my life and it's about my family. And it started to realize that I don't care what people think anymore. I know I do. Mm -hmm. I'll lie to you and tell you I don't, but I do. But at the same time, I didn't. I realized that I was depending too much on, on uh, being recognized and not, you know, recognized for my achievements instead of getting on the mat and doing them. If that makes any sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and and, and first of all, congratulations on getting back on your, you know, train as Crystal, you know, might have put it. I really do think that, you know. A lot of that mindset, I think I remember seeing a T-shirt maybe down in Smyrna that ego kills results. Yep. And I I don't know where they got it. And the other one I've seen 
just many times, you know, and I believe uh, The Rock was on one of the posters I watched, I saw at a gym saying, it's just you versus you. Yep. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great line. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things too. It's easy to tell people what they should do, but, you know, I, I can give advice all day long, but I won't take it. You know, I won't take my own advice. I'll tell you how to live your life. But meanwhile, I'll be struggling with the same thing I'm telling you how to fix. And I think that at a certain point, we we just, we kind of project, we project, you know, what we think should be the the way to live, the way to do things, the way to be. And I think, you know, looking in the mirror and realizing you're nothing what you're saying you are. You're a fraud. You know, you're playing a part that you know you're not. And I think it's more important to become who you want to be instead of playing the part that you want people to think you are being. All right. Crystal, did you have something that you wanted to add? No, I was just going to say there is a huge difference when someone is listening to you to respond or listening to you to understand. That's a huge difference. And for me personally, I have had to really change my circle of people or the people I interact with more so on a daily level that they understand what I'm saying to them. They're not just saying, yes, I understand, just to shut me up. They are actually understanding where I'm coming from or at least taking the opportunity to learn where I'm coming from. That's huge. Well, I couldn't agree more. And and honestly, when, you know, the, as the days approached um, for this, you know, show, and I was thinking about, you know, well, you know do I, what am I going to say? What, what do I I'm like, humble yourself and be honest because, yeah. you know, I did, I did not want to come back on here again and just give all of the accolades that, you know, I had achieved through my journey. And I wanted to, you know, share a few of the things that were painful because I don't know if I've ever shared that with you guys before other than obviously the physical pain, but the emotional pain of, you know, getting down, you know, falling down and getting back up. It's it's just not physically painful. It's emotionally painful. And I mean, I, I think I think that contributes to your to your worth as a person is that yes, you know we've struggled, but we've gotten up. And I think that in by us being honest enough to say, you know what. I fell down or I'm not a size two anymore or, you know, I can't bench press, blah, 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 whatever. Um, I think for us being honest with that, that's a huge hurdle to begin with because I think we are, I call it caterpillar syndrome. I'm always, I'm the butterfly that's always hiding. So I, I, I will always hide because I'm afraid of what people will think. But I think if we all come to terms with that and understand that that is actually a thing and more people do that than, than not, um, I think we'll be better off. And I think we'll be able to um, walk our journeys a little differently with our heads held high. And that's important. 
Well, I couldn't agree more. And that kind of led me back as you were saying that, that, um, you know, the K in my SmackDown uh, list today, you know, keep going, you know, when, you know, basically the question is raised, how will you keep going when you get discouraged or lack motivation? And I guess discouraged would be kind of an understatement of the way I feel, you know, felt and feel. And hopefully there are other people out there that do get discouraged and get back up. Mm. But it's what do we do when we get discouraged and don't know what to do about it? And that's when it's not just the, you know, the, the honesty of what we share with people, but with the, the story we tell ourselves, as Dallas says. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, it, it that, takes that, courage. I mean, go ahead, Mike. Oh, go <laughs> ahead, man. I'm, I, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. No, no. And it just, you know, it was one of those things that, you know, I, I really was, you know, kind of, you know, nervous about coming on and, and being this open and honest. But it was one of those things where I felt that it was something that finally needed to be told because, First of all, I want to give a shout out to uh, my DDPY and sobriety group. I said that I was, you know, called them out today because they've been a great support mechanism within the DDPY community. And, you know, you know, having had, you know, 18 years sobriety, you know, entering into the, you know, 2022, you know, I'm adminning the group. And, and somebody said, you know, you feel like a fraud or a phony. I think it was you, Mike was trying to, you know, down and swearing, I was trying to be real upbeat and energetic and, and, you know, the life of the party. And I, I was lying through my teeth. Those people that I was there with, you know, I love them dearly and they're incredible people. But because I was sick in my own head by wanting to compare myself to them, that was so arrogant on my part that I, I set myself up for failure. And I thought after 18 years of sobriety that I had learned some of those lessons, but apparently you know, those are lessons more, you know, difficult to learn than others, I would say. That's, it's, 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 a, it's a great point. Oh, I was no, going to say real quick, um, I was, that's a great point. And, you know, when I was, when I gained all my weight, like a couple, couple years ago, you know, I was doing this very show and I told DDP, we were, we were backstage at the, the convention thing that I was doing for him. And um, I said to him, I said, like, look at me. I'm bigger than I've ever been. Like, I, why, I feel like a fraud being on the show. I feel like a phony. I feel like, why am I talking to people like I – and, you know, DDP, he said to me, he goes, he goes, I don't want somebody talking to the people who knows all the answers, who figured it out, who's complete. He said, you're, you're fighting just like everybody else, and I think that's as good of a reason to represent the company as anybody, somebody who's in the fight. And that made sense to me. And, you know, it kind of put it in perspective because if you think about it, every love story, every movie, you know, Rudy, you know, wins the game, walks off the field. Rocky survives the last round, cut to black, happily ever after. But in real life, after this, after cut to black, Rocky goes home and probably gets yelled at by his wife, has to take out the trash, you know, probably has 70 years of arguments and fights and bad days and sad days and ups and downs and people care about dies, you know, people, you know, dogs die, turtles die, you know, we have a lifetime of tragedy ahead of us. And as sad as that sounds, but in the world, we don't really, you know, we've been conditioned to think that happily ever after is a destination. And I think it's important to think about, you know, after the screen fades to black and they lived happily ever after, there's still a lot of life left to live. 
and you've got to treat it like there's something around the corner that's going to bring me to my knees. And it's not about, you know, surviving. It's about maintaining the ability to survive. It's about having the skills to fight it and to survive it. And we live in a happily ever after culture, but I think we should shift it to uh, more of a, uh, I'm going to get through today. I'm going to get through tomorrow. And if something catastrophic comes up tomorrow, I'm hopefully going to have the skills and the, and the tools I need to deal with it. I think that's important. Sorry, go ahead, well, Scott. Oh, no, I, I apologize. But it's one of those things where, you know, I was just flashing on the, a phrase that I'd said I couldn't tell you how many dozens of times, the, you know, 90 or 10% what happens and 90% of how you react to it. And part of my, you know, how I react to it is I first have to get completely and totally honest with myself. And if I'm still posting, you know, the, the pictures of, you know, you know, how far I've come and where I've been and not where I'm going, and how I'm going to get there, I wasn't being completely honest with myself. And, 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 you know, that, you know, that's probably the number one leading, you know, that and my comparisons with myself with my old self and others was just, you know, leading me further down that rabbit hole. Mike, I, I really would like you to tell the story about um, the conversation between Dallas and Scott. Or Dallas and Jake, I think it was. Oh yeah, that, that was that was one of my favorites. Um, the documentary. Um, I don't remember if it made the documentary, but I remember it was in all the footage that was compiled. But it was right after Jake had the relapse, and he had been doing really, really well. He had gotten like 200 days of sobriety, and he relapsed, and he's lying in bed, and he's just ashamed of himself. He's, he's just he's sick of it. He's sick of himself. He's angry at himself, and, and DDP and him are talking, and he goes, I don't know why I can't fucking make it stick. He goes, I just, I lost 200 days of sobriety. I threw it out the window, and that's a make-or-break moment right there, and, and DDP looks at him. He said, you didn't lose 200 days. You're 200 days in one, and I think that was a thing. That was a moment where, he, where you realize that it's not about perfection. It's about surviving, and in that yeah. moment, you call him a failure, and you wipe out his score, you wipe out those 200 days. They mean nothing. You're back to day one. I think that's dangerous. You got to give someone hope. You got to give somebody a reason to keep fighting. And when DDP said it's 201 or whatever the number was, that's something I can wrap my head around. That makes me think, you know what? It's, I'm, I can do this. And I think that's a game changer. Now, Crystal, I, I truly appreciate you asking Mike, to, you know, re, you know, retell that story because, you know, the, you know, the, the segue, you know, to what I, where I was going, because I've been pondering in Crystal, you know, where I may be going here because yep. I've confided yep. in you, but that was the perfect segue. And if you did that on purpose, thank you. But You're welcome. It, it was one of those things that I, I was, I, I, I didn't know if I had the nerve to say it, but yeah, you know, when I was going down that rabbit hole and I wasn't being honest with myself and I was lying to all the people on Facebook and I was lying to my DDPY and sobriety to giving them advice when I didn't know what to do with myself, that a couple of two, three, four months ago when I just kept on seeing the bleak and uh, and and wasn't recognized, I recognized the anxiety and the depression and, and the 
the, you know, the, the things that, and, and staring at, you know, all of my contraptions all over the house, you know, the walkers and the, and the canes and things. I just wasn't being honest with myself that my comparisons were killing me. And I decided to go on and, and the reason you may ask why I'm in Tampa, Florida during a hurricane is because I'm in a rehab center in uh, a little town just outside of Tampa, and I'm in my third week here, and I have 19 days sober now. Wow. Great job. Man, the, the, man I am so impressed with you, man. That, I mean, the balls it took to, to, to say that and to tell us that and to – you're going to save some lives, man, because – Everyone says they want honesty, but very few people are willing to actually go on the on the line and be honest and open. Uh, I'm so impressed. Good for you, man. That's that's awesome, and that's a huge huge deal to come out and tell people, you know, that you've that you've kind of you've you've had you're human. Sometimes we pretend we're not here. Good for you, man. I'm really happy for you. I'm proud of you, man. Thank you, Michael, and thank you, Crystal, for uh, for setting me up mm-hmm. like that. You are so welcome. I think one of the greatest treasures I have in my life is our friendship. And I'm really grateful for that because you have taught me more about myself that I wasn't willing to admit to myself. And I'm so very grateful for you. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you, my dear. But yeah, my heart's my heart's racing right now. <laughs> no, that's that's really that's really special, and you know, it, it's hard when you because obviously you know you've worn your sobriety on your chest for a while, you've worn it on your sleeve. You know, it's 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 an identifiable thing with you. You know, you're proud of it. You're in those groups. You're an admin and all that stuff. And you know, when I gained my weight back, you know. I was so well known in the community for, you know, being the guy who lost the weight. And when you fall back into the thing that you're being celebrated for, you feel like you're letting people down or you feel embarrassed. So you disappear, you stop showing up, you stop being in pictures. And, and that's when things get bad because you're no longer accountable to your friends. You're no longer accountable to your families, yourself. You're kind of just in the background, and it gets dark. And the fact that you came out here and, and just, you know, opened up your world to people, and all your friends are still your friends. All your friends are care about you probably more now than than ever, because what you did is is inspiring. And I'm really happy for you, man. I'm really happy you have 19 days under your belt. I'm really happy that um, that you're you're going through this and, and fighting, and it's pretty special. Well, I have to say, you know, it, you know, through the uh, the pounding heart and the and the and the sweating brow, there is some some relief in hearing myself say that out loud, and saying it to somebody else who would be not judgmental but understanding. You know, it's it's kind of you know one of those freeing moments where when you hear it and you express it and you're with somebody you care about and they give you you know love then you know that tomorrow is going to be a brighter day. I mean, I I think that's one of the biggest things about here is, you know, I, I think, you know, if everybody just stopped for two seconds and realized we are all walking a journey and sometimes, you know what, 
I fall on my ass more than I stand on my feet. But you know what? At least I can tell you how to fall gracefully and get back up. And that's huge. And I mean, I'm not here. I don't get paid to judge somebody. I'm not a judge. I don't sit on a bench, but I am here to be supportive and to be your biggest cheerleader. And you deserve that. And so does everybody. If everybody would just stop with the pseudo success, I mean, that that would be awesome. Because then we can all get back to something a little more relatable. I will, I'm going to mm-hmm. end this. My last statement will probably be before I maybe break down and cry is, you know, the final, you know, the final step, you know, it, it, it reads something like this. Um, having had a spiritual awakening, um, we decided to carry our message to others and to practice what we say and all the things we do and not just be the, you know, the, you know that uh, the, the false bravado of courage and, and pride and mm-hmm. and uh, and ego and and add humility and love and caring to it and 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 see if I might like Crystal said might be able to be of service to others. Oh, I love you, my friend. That's that's beautiful. That's really you know that's really special. And and I think you're I think you're that, that's a huge step. You know. And I, when I gained, like I said, when I gained my weight back, you know, uh, I disappeared. I, I stopped showing up for events. DDP asked me to come to certain things and I, I back out last minute or they'd stop. Do you know what the, the thing was able to turn around for me is when I showed up fattest I've ever been to the, the crew because that was my freedom. That was me saying, here I am. And instead of hiding it, I was able to confront it and change it. And the biggest downfall for me was staying in the hot hidden, staying in the closet, cropping all my photos so you can only see my head, staying away from everybody. When I exposed myself to the people that I was so afraid to expose myself to, but ultimately were the people that cared the most to help me, which is a weird dynamic. You're trying to stay away from the people that know how to help you and care about you. Once I kind of came (laughs) out and, and showed people that, that was the the catalyst to turn it around, which is which is ironic. So the fact that you came out here instead of had that load up your chest, have that like you know just telling people what's up, is going to allow you to kind of just be that person with people again. You're going to be able to show yourself and be like people are going to know what's up, and they're going to know why you've you know kind of disappeared or or you know kind of been standoffish, and they're going to be there for you. And it's a big deal. And I'm so glad you came on and told us that today. And I'm rooting for you, man. I can't wait to have you back. Uh, I appreciate that. Scott 2.0. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And uh, promise me, you know, when you get out of there and you're you're settled a little bit, you'll come back and check on with us again. And uh, I appreciate you coming on here. Thank you, my friend. Uh, And thank you, Crystal. Oh, you're welcome. Absolutely. And make sure, you know, stay dry <laughs> out there in Canada. Alcohol-wise, I am going to stay dry. As far as going and playing <laughs> in the rain, absolutely I am going to go out there right after we get off the phone. 
<laughs> and here I am, an asshole, so telling everyone you're on vacation. <laughs> no, that was why I kind of uh, I kind of gulped a little bit when you said that. <laughs> oh man! Well, as usual, I step in it at some point. <laughs> I always say yep. the wrong thing eventually. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, but I'm I'm happy for you, man. Thank you so much for coming on. We only got a couple more minutes here. Do you want to uh, shout out anybody or plug anything before we head out? You talking to me or Crystal? No, you. No, you. Oh, I already shout out to the uh, to the to the Geelans, you know, for leading me to the DDPY community, and obviously all of the people in my sobriety group, and that was what I was talking about the their support. I came clean to them as soon as uh, you know I'd reached my bottom about 19 days ago, and they've been nothing. What I thought was going to be embarrassment turned out to be nothing but support. So with that, I bid you guys good night. Thank you so much, man. Good luck to you. And we're, we're, we can't wait to hear from you again and, and, and see what's up. So uh, really happy for you. Thanks. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Scott Anderson, for, for coming on with us tonight. What a crazy story. I'm so glad uh, he kind of he, he came and, and, and talked to us about that. If I had known, I would have let him go a little, a little sooner. And, 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 but, um, wow, that's, that's pretty special. And, Crystal, uh what an awesome time it was tonight. What it was really great to hear from Scott and to see him uh, out there in Tampa, you know, fighting the, the, the canes and fighting the, uh, fighting himself and, and winning and healing and all that stuff. So um, without any further ado, Crystal, you got to follow up with a good quote tonight. I mean, you can't, you can't just, you gotta, you gotta bring your A game tonight. We're going to need a good quote. So when I was digging through like a lot <laughs> of quotes, um, I found this one. Um, it's an oldie but a goodie. Um, I very well may have said it before, but this one applies to Scott. And when I think of him, this is what I think of. So if you got to tell them to carry, oh, sorry, let me say that again. If you got to tell them to help carry the bricks, they probably aren't the ones that you're going to build with. Wow. Well, we appreciate that. We appreciate you, Scott. We appreciate it, Crystal. And uh, thank you guys for, for tuning in. And uh, good luck to you, man. I'm, I'm really happy for you. you know, and I'm proud of you. That's, that's really cool. So we will Thanks, see bro. you guys next week. Scott, stay dry uh, both ways. Uh, stay safe, Crystal. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think that you don't, have, you don't really have a hurricane as much as you do have like a glacier passing by your your house but uh, you stay you stay <laughs> safe too and we'll talk to you guys soon and uh stay strong and uh have a great week we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of ddp radio live at ddpradio.com be good everybody good luck checked it today man that was a great workout man the power bomb set up by page oh! diamond cutter i don't believe it diamond wow. cutter out of the power bomb You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.